0: You're listening to the A. Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A. Scully and Sid Talk. I, um, I was just uh, talking about don't have two microphones recording at the same time because uh, the results aren't good.
1: Because mm. so last that, week... That kind of typifies the pre-show conversation. That very really stimulating today. Last I'll week say. we had... Uh, <laughs>
0: Last week, uh, I had uh, this excellent microphone and my little headset microphone recording at the same time, and what it caused me to do was I had to go in on the post-production thing, find some filter to get rid of the other microphone so you could only hear this one. I think it sounded good. If you go and listen to last week's, it was sounded horrible, but it actually sounds all right. And I don't was, ever That listen. was down to software.
1: I don't ever listen. And the other part of the pre-show conversation was your armpits.
0: Yeah, so. my armpits are actually dripping down my... Uh, <laughs> Sides right now, which is very fun. Uh, the things we we've said this before, but mm. the things we do for the listeners, because mm. okay, we can't have the fun. Yeah,
1: but let's just it's, let's just say it isn't actually hot in here. So it is you. You're suffering in your own nest, in your own. I self. drank a cup of tea really <laughs> fast,
0: uh, a hot cup of tea, and uh, it puts me in this weird. Uh, tropical sweaty, sweaty sweat. pit motor. tropical sweat anyway this uh, less of that talk and mm-hmm. uh, more on to the podcast so it's a uh, sunday october the 10th 2010 that would be 10 10 10
1: that is my nephew's birthday so happy birthday to him That again. is also
0: binary day
1: well i think it's more important that it's someone's birthday that we care about and uh, i'm he's just 14 years things. old which is a big deal in life 10 10 10 14 16 is a big deal no 14 and to 80. me is a big deal and 21 no 14 you've just crossed over the 13 and under crowd, you know, everything is 13 and under, 13 and under. Now you're past that, so I think it's a big deal. So it's a nice uh, nice birthday, and tomorrow we'll do some more celebrating when he comes over. And that's it. <laughs>
0: you look like you had more to say on that subject. Anyway, uh, the, the movie we're looking at, uh, this is after the show, number 142. The movie we're looking at this week is Iron Man 2 on Blu-ray. Um, small, another small independent John Favreau movie. Uh, this is the year of release, 2010. The Blu ray release, 28th of September 2010. So it's been out a week or so. Two weeks, maybe. Um, we look at the Blu ray. We're looking at the Blu ray, but you can also get it in zillions of different. There's lots of combinations of this um, disc, I've noticed. There's like special box and I like bet. A, a tin version and an Iron Man version, you know, all kinds of stuff. Anyway, we're looking at the. Blu-ray, DVD, digital copy, three-disc set. Uh, And it's from Paramount. And you are going to tell us what this movie is all about, if people on Earth don't know. Yeah.
1: It is about a narcissistic, endlessly wealthy man who becomes famous in the world, thinks he's holding world peace together with his little suit that he made, and... He meets another, a new, well not new, but another nemesis who is matching his technological abilities with another suit. And in the mix there's a little bit of love, a couple, not love, but maybe budding love.
0: Who was the nemesis in the first one? I'm forgetting.
1: I forget too, I was trying to think.
0: I think he fell onto some electrical stuff. I don't remember. I seem to remember the fight, but can't remember who it was. I really can't remember who it. No, was. I'm
1: not a fan. Like oh, we'll get to that, but that's what it's about. Rich Tony Stark still makes good on the Iron, Iron Man. Iron Man
0: based on Marvel comics, Stanley, all that kind of malarkey. All right, so um, Iron Man two. I was a big fan of Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, I'm a big fan of Iron Man. Was um, you know, I still am. Yeah, I like um, it. It. It's one of my favorite superhero movies. Uh, it's <laughs> I, I see it more as see Watchmen. And The Dark Knight are the ones I always say to you. They're my favourite superhero movies. Now, I don't know... Well, Flash.
1: Gordon. I don't see that
0: as a superhero movie. (laughs) It's a sci-fi movie. But um, Watchmen and The Dark Knight are my favourite superhero movies. I don't know if that is because they're a serious tone. Whereas Iron Man can't be... It's much further away from those. It's more of a a fun kind of spectacle. Action packed, um slightly witty, one liners occasionally kind of movie, right? It's more of a Yeah. The traditional superhero style movie, whereas recently they've tried to Well you st-
1: can't say that Ed Norton's Hulk was cheery and funnier at no, all. No, and I liked that yeah. too. I <laughs> yeah.
0: did like that. I I didn't like the other one, the um banana I one. I liked the um <laughs> Like the Ed Norton. Eric
1: Banana Nana. And it's a
0: shame that Ed Norton is not going to be the Hulk again. Cause I you
1: say that, but that, who, who says that shit? You no, know.
0: that's totally... Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's been a press release from Marvel Studios. They've recast the guy. for the, They're doing another Hulk movie. It's not him. Um, it's a shame, because he was good. Um, and I think he fits it really well. Plus, you know, the Avengers is, is going to have Hulk. Um, so, this one... It's further away from those type of movies that I like superhero movies to be. Um, but for some reason, I like it. Um, it's a little bit excessively cheesy occasionally. Okay. Fine. But I think they do really well with the... Um, like, the special effects are obviously really good. And I, there's just something about Iron Man that I like. The suits and, the, you know, the the technology of it all. It's um, over-the-top and fun. I think that's the essence of it, right? Fun. Yeah,
1: except I think this Whiplash is pretty gritty, in my opinion. He's pretty grungy, which I really like. Yeah,
0: but in this movie, I don't feel they used him to. to yeah, I think they could have made him. I I don't know. I think they could have given him more screen time for a start. They kind as of whiplash? as
1: Whiplash because has a lot of screen time as there's.
0: Whiplash. I'm thinking, yeah, because.
1: I don't know, though. You get a little oversaturated, I think, just, like, giving you a couple of battles, but him, but then knowing the genius behind is better for me, so I like it the way it is.
0: Hmm. Me, personally, I like to...
1: So, let me just interject uh, again, because a friend of mine said this week, when she listens, she hears us arguing all the time, that whenever, you're always saying, or I'm always saying, oh, no, I disagree, and then cutting off each other, so I'm just saying to you, I disagree with you.
0: (laughs) That's not arguing, there, right? I, I don't was, think like, so. Shouting at each other, like
1: I don't think so at all, because that's just how we talk. Like I'm never gonna just agree with you if I don't agree with you. There's no way in hell I'm I've, gonna I say it. I thought here. you
0: were saying you were never gonna agree with me just <laughs> on anything, just for the no, sake of.
1: Well, not for the sake of it, but I just might not. I mean, if no. I don't agree with you, I'm gonna say it. So, so if you, you'll hear in my voice a little bit, like mm, mm, whatever, okay, Meh. So anyway, um, <laughs> this is the
0: middle movie of. A trilogy of sorts of of Iron Man Um, and again I loved the first movie because it was the origin of Iron Man right and that is something that we always bring up and it's true again here this one wasn't as fun for me as the first one it's almost like it feels it feels like I love the first one and I think the third one's gonna be amazing like like I feel like a middle it, it just feels like a middle piece this one Mm-hmm. um you don't agree
1: I disagree and I there are so many people say that about these movies I guess I just get tired I guess I've not
0: it. heard anything I mean, oh yeah I'm, I hear
1: about I all these trilogy things you know about Pirates of the Caribbean any of them people say the same thing see mm-hmm.
0: trouble is Pirates of the Caribbean I liked the middle one I actually thought the middle one in fact the middle well the first one's my favourite again yeah. but actually I like the middle one better than the third one and obviously that's not a trilogy it's four movies now but um
1: no, uh, this one... No, I, I really enjoyed this one. See, Just I didn't. as much.
0: Didn't enjoy it. Because this. we
1: get an origin story. We get the origin of Whiplash. It's it's abbreviated compared to yeah. Iron Man in the first one, but we totally do. We see him putting together his machine. We see him behind the scenes, you know, so... See,
0: I, I don't know if I'm into the Marvel... Um, the Nick Fury slash Avengers thread. I'm not thread. at all. I mean, I like the Avengers, because I did read the comics... It's all every who's not gonna like the Avengers. It's all your superheroes in one big bunch. You know uh, that's that could make an amazing, spectacle movie, right? Um, but I don't think I like the way they are. It, it's so obvious what they're doing, like manipulating you as an audience to see everything they make. Like that—that that was something that bothered me. Like, yeah. like, oh, Samuel L. Jackson drops in the middle of the movie to say some stuff almost to you the audience as though like guess what we're gonna do uh, this guy's gonna be you know
1: but isn't that comic book culture they string people along all the time yeah, it's like I a guess, that's, opera. guess
0: that's what a comic book yeah, is um, totally. and then you know if you stick around after the credits I won't tell you what it is but if you stick around after, don't turn the blu-ray off when the credits run yeah, wait till yeah. the end and you will be treated with another little bit of string along um, I don't think they did it in the first one a little bit, right? They introduced Samuel L. Jackson right at the very end to say, look, I'm Nick Fury, we have an Avengers initiative and we're interested in you, Mr. Stark, and then kind of dropped it at that. But in this one, it's a bit more blatant, isn't it? They kind of weave it in there. Mm-hmm. But o- along with that, I kind of like the where he gives him the package and um, Tony learns a bit more about his father. Yeah. I, I actually thought that part... It was worth bringing Samuel L. Jackson on just for that. But you didn't really need to, because he could have just...
1: Found it in Pepper, closet. that box
0: or anybody, <laughs> right? It didn't matter. Um, so, no, I didn't enjoy this one as much. I did like the spectacle of it. Because, obviously, I don't think it ramps up from... I think the first one had more action. I don't... Do, do you not think so? I disagree. Well, that end sequence in the first one seemed to be really long, and... The end sequence of this one seemed to be very abrupt to me. Like yeah, but I,
1: I didn't like the end of the first one, so that takes it away from me, because I thought it was kind of a, like a wimpy out, and I didn't really like it. So if it was long, that probably made me like it even less. And in this one, you get action, action, action. And I'm not a fight scene person, but these are really dynamic. That's what
0: I want to see in a superhero movie, though.
1: Like, yeah, several different big action sequences, and that made me feel really satisfied with the action
0: and the special effects in the first
1: one I felt like most of it was building up and then which was great yeah yeah and then the end I just didn't I didn't feel like the bad guy was bad enough of the first one and I didn't really I was kind of I even forget who was he I don't even remember see but I remember thinking who's cop cop out ending
0: I can see him but I can't I can't (laughs) tell you the actor's name he's really super famous I can't say his name um I can see him in my head. I can see the scene happening, the yeah, fight scene. You'll think of it. Yeah, I will. I, I've, but yeah, I I don't. Oh, it's William Hurt, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, who was it? No, that was the Hulk. William Hurt was in the Hulk, right? I think it was him. Was he in this one as well?
1: Hmm. Maybe we both have the internet, but you always growl at me when I go look up something. William, I won't look up something.
0: I don't growl at anybody. William. Uh. Hurt, <laughs> William Hurt was in um uh, that movie I saw last night too. Um, so, yeah, I didn't enjoy it as much. I think it was fine, though. Well made. I Very think. well made. I think there was some sequences that I wouldn't have bothered with. For example? not um,
1: spoiling anything? I, mean, the, I don't know what you're talking the about. The party
0: sequence with him oh, being yeah. drunk. I, I oh, you it, know
1: what? I actually think that's really good.
0: I thought it was... No, I thought it was really was good. The fight was terrible. Like.
1: No, I thought it was really good because... I mean, they're always playing with the idea that Tony Stark is, like, this sort of, like, messed up guy. Obviously, in the comics, he's even more intensely, like, he's an evil person. Because he sells weapons, he makes weapons, and he doesn't give a shit about anybody but money. And now we're supposed to buy the fact that now he wants world peace. He's still greedy, and he wants to be the center of attention. And now we've got the health element. And he is just a person, after all. So inside, he's kind of falling apart. And this shows you vulnerable. You know, like, this showed me how, because the government's saying, like, how dangerous the Iron Man suit is if one man's in control of it. And you're like, no, it isn't. He's fine. Then he shows you he's not fine. And then you're like, right. So at any moment, he could fall apart, flip to the other side, or something could go horribly wrong, and he could kill a bunch of people. For me, it was just a
0: bit too goofy. I would have rather have, actually, in in place of that, an emotional scene of him breaking down a little bit because of what he's learning about himself, um, than the wise cracky um, birth of War Machine kind of.
1: I it, Incident, you know. I like that.
0: Um, I, I do like how when they, because um, they obviously they switched actor for uh, Roddy this time from Terence Howard to Don Cheadle, and when he walked into the, I liked how he said like. Yeah, I'm here to get over it. Like as though to say like like the audience were all saying, Oh, they're switching that guy out like i, I like that. It was really funny. Oh
1: really? I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, at he all.
0: said like he said something like, Oh, Roadie and pointed towards the back of the court and then when he walked up he said something like it was this it was he was talking to the audience you basically. Reckon? Yeah, absolutely. He said like But if
1: I don't pick up on that then how can that be so?
0: No, no, listen to it. I, I immediately picked up on it. It was like I'm here, get over it, kind of thing, like, like I'm different. Is it different. that big a deal? Well, it's a big deal, isn't it, to change Rhodey in the second movie, like... See, the, I'll
1: be honest with you, I don't remember Rhodey from the first one, and I still don't feel like he's that he big He was a huge
0: part of the first one.
1: See, I don't remember at all.
0: Don't you me. know Terence Howard, though, right? Can't remember. Honestly. You know who he is, though, from Crash.
1: I don't... Maybe...
0: Super famous guy, like uh, bl- <laughs> black guy with blue eyes, uh, greeny blue eyes. He's very distinctive looking, I'd really see handsome. a picture of
1: him, probably. Too.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just like it'd be like switching Tony Stark out. It's like oh
1: no, I disagree because. All, 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 all right,
0: let, let me rephrase that. It would be like switching um, if Batman and Robin was Christian Bale and um, who, who's who's that Robin guy?
1: No, no,
0: Matthew McConaughey, for instance. All right. It'd be like Jack Nicholson being Robin in the next movie. It's like, I know this similar kind. It's just, it's you know, it's terrible, isn't it, when they switch people up?
1: I guess, but he didn't mean anything to me, so that's why I don't... But
0: if you're an Iron Man fan, true, like myself who read the comics, Rhodey's a big deal. It's right, not, right. Rhodey, I tried to explain to you earlier, Rhodey is basically Robin to Iron Man. Robin, as Robin would be to Batman, Iron Man's. And when Iron Man says in this movie a lot, I don't have a sidekick blah blah he does have a sidekick right yeah. a very important sidekick who's actually a good a, a really good character because he's a member of the US army air force and also tied to tony so he has he has a critical you know cuz yeah, yeah. it's about iron man is about that isn't it it's about um private industry and government yeah mm. Um weapons, basically, it's got a really deep kind it of it does concept. yeah um so yeah i it's hard to say anything about it because it's like a it's a superhero movie, it's a big blockbuster movie. you can obviously see they spent billions gazillions of dollars making it. It all looks right,
1: everybody's good, yeah, I, I really like everybody, everybody, yeah. And I felt really satisfied. It felt really good and beefy, like the. And I think Mickey Rourke, for me, makes a good bad guy. I don't. I don't. I'm just not in the resolution of the bad guys these days. Something's been happening, and they're not. It's not. You know, I don't think
0: it's something's been happening. I was thinking about this the other day. Right. I'm never satisfied by a bad guy. I mean, not to spoil anything here, but in most movies. That have a bad guy. The bad guy meets an, a demise, right? Of some kind. Whatever it be. And we've always made fun of people falling off things. Yeah, or, yeah. There's several ways of getting... rid. Re- what I was thinking is... It's not what these movies are doing. It's just us. Like, we've seen... Every way a bad guy can be... True. Like, I almost feel like... I want to see a bad guy just get tricked. Like, no violent thing or anything. Just some weird, like... They pull... A big scam on him or something, and it completely screws him up. Like you know, like that's a clever. W- like instead of, oh, let's climb up to the top of some shit, like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And, you know, whatever happens. <laughs> yeah. Because that that seems to be a cop out almost to me. Because like when like when did that start happening? Because I this feel is forever. I mean, I feel like I've seen literally hundreds, if not more. Bad guys getting the come in some violent way
1: but you, isn't that the thing you want the char- you want your main character to build up to be like badass and then all the all the feelings you're having in you as the audience you want to like expel it onto the bad guy I, but it doesn't work for me now I like, don't what I'm saying is it's not big enough for me but see what what I want
0: and i, I don't I'm probably in the minority, but in this movie, for instance
1: should we not say what happens? Don't say what happens.
0: Well, in this in this movie, <laughs> for instance, there's Iron Man, Tony Stark, and then there's Whiplash as the antagonist. Um, if it was me, I would. Um, it's hard to say this now because you said don't spoil.
1: I didn't say don't spoil. I'm just asking. All right, spoiler for say. a
0: second. Um, it's hard for me with this movie. Like, if it was this movie. I like Whiplash a lot. I do too. So I would keep him on hand. I mean, I would just make it so he's out of the loop for a while in some way. I wouldn't finalise things with... And they do with a lot of movies. Because um, I like bad guys. I mean, I guess James Bond always did that, didn't it? Yeah. Finalised the bad guy. But then occasionally kept him on tap like Jaws. <laughs> or Scaramanga, or whatever he's called. Um but yeah, I like bad guys. I guess that's the thing. And I, I like... But I, there again, I like also like Tony Stark. But I, I also see Tony Stark as slightly a bad guy. Yeah, totally. Because he's not exactly in it for his heart or, or any... He's basically in it because he's a greedy... Um,
1: he likes the fame and the attention and... Yeah. Not that world peace isn't a good thing, but he likes people to know he's the one who's now mastering mm-hmm. world peace, so...
0: Narcissist Oh totally (laughs) That line is I think
1: that having Robert Downey Jr. As the star of that Is probably quite I'm sure there are a lot of jokes uh, On set about that Because I think he's Sort of a classic think
0: And I think That's what When we reviewed Iron Man Like a couple of years ago I think that was my Main reason for loving Iron Man Because The Tony Stark character Is not a lovable Kind of Average kind of guy He's a ridiculous Public figure That is like
1: Just like Batman He's not likable either. Um, I don't think.
0: What's his face? Not Rose? really. He's just a, pl- a standard millionaire yeah. type um, businessman. Yeah, yeah, businessman. Like it, he's nobody you're gonna get excited over. He's just a guy doing his thing, and then just so happens to do this weird shit in there with his own money in the, in the um, in his spare time, right? So yeah, he's not a lovable guy either. That's. But then Peter Parker, he's like a lovable guy. He's just the kid you like and.
1: And Superman, Clark Kent. Superman, he's, he's
0: the all-American kind of get-behind-him, he's a hero kind of I guess of that's
1: why you want some good guys that aren't all good. Because we're not... No, yeah. you, you get a little sugarcoat, you know, it's a little... And little that's sweet. what I
0: say, I think Iron Man was the first time that they explored that really over-the-top kind of way. But, like, where, you, where you're where not sat looking at Robert Downey Jr. thinking, I really love that guy, like Clark Kent. You just I, I just want him to succeed, like, because you yeah, don't... some miss-
1: people might. Well, oh, I don't necessarily guy, want him to succeed. That's I want the him to take a kind of guy they want to be, you know. Yeah, like the playboy. Playboy yeah. Millionaire. Yeah. So um
0: let's move on to the uh, cast of this fine Maybe Robert Downey Jr plays Tony Stark. Like I said for the first um movie, I don't think I think they got the perfect person. Yeah, totally. Cuz there is a I I don't know Robert Downey Jr but I feel it I feel it's half him and half this bizarre.
1: It seems to fit.
0: Yeah. Uh, From other movies we've seen and uh, interviews with him. Uh, Don Cheadle is a roadie slash war machine. Um,
1: I think he does it good because he has to be serious. I love him. And yes, well, you've loved Don Cheadle since Boogie Nights.
0: Yeah, I I just think he is a. I mean, this isn't a great acting talent kind of role.
1: But he does it just to me because he's kind of like. He's got the right amount of serious. He's a friend. And protective of Tony Stark, and yet he's part of the military, and he understands what a big deal, like the line he's walking here. And he's
0: also slightly torn between the his power. job and he's his friend. Two,
1: you know, the powers on both sides are un- enormous, and he takes it very seriously. He's not there. Are a couple of one-liner things, but it's not over no. the top for me. It's good.
0: Yeah, that's why I like him because he um, he's grounded the entire time, and when Tony is getting a bit. Crazy! He's there to tell him, like you know, mm-hmm. the government are involved in this. You should stop being such a douche, like or being an idiot. Um, so Scarlett Johansson is Natalie Rushman slash Black Widow. Um, she is uh, amazing.
1: Yeah, I like her. I've always liked her. I think maybe one thing I didn't, but I don't remember what it was. No,
0: I've always liked. Uh, obviously, Lost in Translation is my favorite with her. But uh, no, I really hated her in this. I saw this Woody Allen movie. It was on HBO one morning. I have no idea what it is, but it was a Woody Allen comedy with her in it. Somebody will probably be going, yeah, and so, it was horrible, and it was because of her. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I didn't mind. It was... I don't like Woody Allen, though. Let me just say that. Do you like Woody Allen? Mm. It's a bit too... It doesn't
1: do... yeah. See, and
0: I like um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I know that's nothing to do with Woody Allen, but a lot of people say if you're a Woody Allen fan Kirby Your Enthusiasm will be up your street because it's the another drug-
1: narcissistic self-indulgent yeah. Now of- I like
0: Kirby Enthusiasm but Woody Allen never has done it for me never like I mean and I've watched a lot of his movies um I did like one or two of them Annie Hall hmm and everything, of- you right. you everything you wanted to know about sex but were afraid to ask Cairo's pretty good right did you see everything you wanted to know about sex but were afraid to ask think so that was actually Mids of Sex Dream is
1: that Woody Allen as well
0: Mm. Yeah, but anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I did see her in this Woody Allen movie, and I really hated it because of her. But there again, I in Lost in Translations is she's amazing. In in this, it's not an acting role. Again, it's a action presence. She's good though. I'd like to see a Black Widow movie now. I yeah, surely totally. she could. I know when we saw the extra about Black Widow, it seemed like Marvel were not interested in the old comic. They, they kept mentioning that. Oh, we're not really interested in the cold war kind of deal we want to bring her up to date and make her no i don't think you should i think that if a black widow movie was made it should be in the cold war yeah totally with her and uh um an origin story of why she got to this point
1: yeah yeah i agree
0: um uh, but there again it would be weird because she would have to be younger not than much she was. younger hmm.
1: not really i like her i like her
0: yeah she was good in this um and she wears a very tight catsuit. The boys Correct. will like that
1: one.
0: Um, so um, Gwyneth Paltrow is Pepper Potts again. She might be my least favourite thing about Iron Man.
1: No, I liked her. I Did liked you? her. Yeah, yeah. That she was uh, just right.
0: Me, I don't think... Even in the first one, I don't think they really bother with that relationship that much. They don't... It's kind of brief for me. Like, I don't feel that Tony... Like is absolute you know like Lois Lane and Clark Kent mm-hmm. I don't feel it that
1: Yeah because Clark Kent and Lois aren't they're neither one selfish self-indulgent their whole world revolves around them kind of people Oh
0: Mary Jane Tony and-
1: Stark is completely self-absorbed and for him to even for a second realize he might have feelings for someone else real genuine feelings it can't be big it can't be like big overtures of love I guess love. that's it It has to be like a little tiny crack in the Like facade. when he brings
0: her strawberries and she
1: exactly. It's the one thing he doesn't. To... He wants to do something nice and yet finds he out. Not really. Do it. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. He doesn't know how to focus on anybody but himself. So the little and then the fact that she's basically running his life for him, and he's just completely indulged in his own thing, right? And then I don't know. I thought it was really le- just right.
0: But let me say, thank God. That this move that these IMN movies do not have pepper Potts hanging from something and be rescued. <laughs>
1: yes. Because that isn't where spoiler, no. That isn't
0: where these movies go. Because I
1: dislike Mary it's, Jane with a passion. What I was
0: gonna say though, it, it would so be easy for I am the sure. Iron Man movie to go, Oh, what does Tony care about? Pepper Potts, let's kidnap pepper Potts. I'm so glad they don't. Yeah, and yeah, please totally. do not for the third one. Yeah, don't, really.
1: <laughs> just let
0: her be what she is like. Uh, Sam Rockwell who is genius. amazing he's like, genius man he's the genius. delivery of these um, of this character who is like a yin to Tony well he's he's like a Tony Stark yeah. um, a low rent Tony Stark he's in my trailing opinion. behind yeah trailing yeah, yeah. behind um, but the charisma of him oh he's just and genius and the weird um, it's, he's a he's a bad guy at heart and the way he delivers the schmooze with the bad guy undertone, without with anything, without doing anything, it, it's just a, a facial. Like he pushes his glasses up at one point. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. As he's he's absolutely seething with uh, anger over this um, whiplash guy. Yeah, yeah. And he just all he does is push his glasses up on his, and it's like he's gonna, like he doesn't even. It's yes. yeah, it's re- it's really good. Like the performance. Um, I think he's genius. And also. It's hilarious at the same time when you're watching it. Because he's he's got this weird charm, and then underneath, you feel like he would do anything. And the thing is, he doesn't
1: have the whole package, like Tony. He doesn't have the personal charm. He doesn't have it... Like, it's not in his guts to be this... Yeah, like uber famous. Exactly, and he can't handle the personal interactions. He's not as funny or as slick as Tony the one Stark. scene
0: where they're at Monaco and he's with the uh, glamorous reporter woman. Yeah, yeah. And then he happens to get left at the table on his own with her, and he can't even hold a conversation. Even
1: when he's in front of thousands of people, his uh. jokes aren't quite as funny, and his sm- his schmoozing isn't. You know, so yeah, it's just you see not... the frustration. You know, and he's like bazillionaire as well, so. They're on equal footing there, but that it's just the person, his personality. I mean,
0: he would to. be an like for for a third movie or whatever. He would be an ultimate bad guy. Maybe good. Like he goes off. I mean, he's off the rails already because he's slightly is.
1: But he has no skills. He has no, no like. He has to use
0: other people. Right? To, exactly. Yeah. So I really loved him. I I, I always liked him.
1: Given him put him and Mickey work in there and I think Scarlett Johansson and I, th- I think Gwyneth Paltrow was fine I mean and I'm not a huge fan no. the cast really made it feel
0: it's a decent cast you got to say yeah, um, yeah. and uh, if you I was just going to say if if you want to see more Sam Rockwell and uh, a good it's a matchstick man oh yeah because he also does that similar kind of doesn't really have to say anything but you know exactly what he's getting at like from the character and it's an interesting character because it's a... Yeah, yeah. Very... Shyster. Up, yeah, different to Nicolas Cage's, but they kind of fit. It's good. That's There's a good movie for you. Um, Mickey Rourke plays Ivan Vanko slash Whiplash. Bad guy of the movie.
1: I think he did a fine job. Mickey like.
0: Rourke is really good, right? I mean, one of my favourites is Sin City where he plays Marv. Um, he's just...
1: He's, he's like fucked up. I'm I mean, like, let's be honest. He seems fucked up, right? So that Yeah, makes he seems too... <laughs> fucked up. Just but that makes him... him. I don't mean fucked up like drunk or anything. I mean he's. Just... It's like you feel like this guy totally understands. Like in the wrestler, like in Sin City, he understands these guys, these characters, because they're screwed up. Life has been kicking them in the I know teeth, the... Well, I'm, I'm and they from... have to be the hard guy. They have to be something's. Life has just dealt them a pile of shit. Can right? You say like. And he's he has a, to be tough through it I would
0: say like the Mickey rock, if you stun Mickey rock in a, in a room <laughs> and he's not a, he's not whiplash or whatever it's Mickey rock he's a character in himself like, it seems like like it. like, like i I would imagine he's got a lot i mean we know from media etc., the kind of life he's you know he he bottomed out and I think and Rose, we know
1: yeah yeah, yeah
0: we know that he's had a tough time is what I'm saying um I just feel he, because he's like a character himself. When you do implant him into these roles, even the wrestler, he feels perfect. Yeah, and I feel like I don't, I can't name another actor like him. No, he's very unique. Like, and it's hard to pinpoint what I like about him too.
1: But in each thing, it isn't just you're watching make work. You told I totally buy that he's this Ivan yeah, guy absolutely. or whatever. He's had the Russian father, he's like a nuclear physicist genius guy, but he's just had the rough, rough life, been in prison, all this kind of stuff, and that his sole motivation is what it is. Yeah. That the family pride is, and the hurt, and he just wants, he would just, you know, as we see, he's just as happy to go and knock the shit out of him, right face to face in front of millions of people, or connive and scheme and make some bigger plan he doesn't care one way or the other he's getting his revenge I and really like that and what I
0: like about him if you, if you watch Sin City for instance when he plays Marv in Sin City you can barely tell that is Mickey Rourke yet he brings out something in that character which makes it one of my all time like I like that character like a, a lot
1: tormented tortured soul with a good heart
0: and you watching that movie if you weren't told you wouldn't know that was him
1: Not Sin City, yeah. No. But in this one, it's just Mickey Rourke. Yeah, it's just Mickey I mean, not just. He's got tattoos put all over him and stuff, but, and his hair's, I mean, I love that he's the grittiest, down and dirty, and the thing is, he's a one-man show. Even if he gets backing from this Hammer guy, it doesn't matter. His goal is one thing he doesn't give a shit about anybody else except for what he wants and he, he just carries every room he walks into no matter what they do to him he just has that look about him and I think Mickey Rourke has it I don't know if there's some bitterness in him or whatever but he carries it off the looks he gives people in this or the he's good in this Not of his you head you will
0: from the because he is the,
1: the he speaks op- Russian who knows if it's good but it sounds well, good to me the
0: opening of the movie the first couple of minutes is a Mickey Rourke
1: mm-hmm.
0: um scene and from that moment, you...
1: He Do you feel build, like he has a...
0: He builds the character up immediately.
1: Collagen injection in his lips a little.
0: I think he's had plastic surgery of some kind. Maybe. There's something going on. I mean, he doesn't look like he used to look. It doesn't. And it's not just aging.
1: No. <laughs> Sometimes anti-aging going. plan yeah. going on.
0: <laughs> All right, so... Uh, Mickey that,
1: Warwick to me, is the star of the movie.
0: Yeah. He...
1: And then Scarlett what's Johansson's
0: pretty close. Yeah,
1: me. but not as it's not as like I'm
0: intrigued by her.
1: <laughs> she's Honestly. like the comic booky part that's really semi semi glamorous and snappy and tough and and like I'm rooting for her. But she's very comic booky. Whereas the Mickey Rourke guy, Whiplash, is like the gritty, down and dirty. Any kind of movie with a bad guy could have this guy as a bad guy kind of guy. So it wasn't comic booky to me.
0: Also, this went through my mind while I was watching the movie. Because I, when I saw Scarlett Johansson and I kept thinking, oh, a Black Widow movie would be cool. And Scarlett Johansson could pull it off, especially after seeing her do the fight, you know. And then I just thought to myself, hmm, Daredevil. Mm. Um, you know, Ele- Jennifer Garner as Elektra, it also intrigued me. And I remember saying to myself, uh, mental note. I'd like to see an electro movie and look what happened to that. Yeah. I mean, about? she was so intriguing and what the hell, they just And then there was it. this
1: movie called Batman with this woman called Catwoman and then you think, they're yeah, oh, oh, yeah, a good yeah, movie too. and that was horrible.
0: Yeah, they've they've really not done justice to the female superheroes if you think about it at all. Like, I agree. Supergirl, horrible. You know, it's... Fuckers.
1: Yeah. Men, <clears throat> men making these movies. I'm telling you. They don't know how to... I just
0: didn't like the when they talked about her in the extras and they kept saying let's just forget about her origins let's forget about the Cold War she has to be new fresh and sexy I hate that stop saying that like, yeah totally go back to what it was because that's what it is like it's not anything
1: else it's that like, I think that's it they're trying to do too much tits and ass with these chicks yes. thinking that that's what everybody wants when in reality you just want a good character the tits and
0: ass is fine but like let's have
1: oh listen to you how about we eliminate that part and make them a good character
0: no I mean I mean no no doubt like uh, Electra you know we she's in a cool outfit and she looks sexy and everything um, and, th- and when I watch Daredevil I think well I'd really like to see Electra because I'm sure she has a cool story and then when they do do her story it's th- what the fuck was that Electra movie it was weird like it was not anything that I was even anticipating or it was just what was it like weird shape animals in the forest and
1: no, that was just one of the bad guys. Yeah, a couple of them.
0: It was just for me. It wasn't what it should have been like. It. I, I don't know if that was what the comics were or whatever, but they just don't seem to do it right. So, so let's
1: not hope for a Black Widow movie. Oh, let's
0: hope for a, like they. Well, yeah, let's not hope for one because or unless
1: John John Favreau does it, I think. Yeah, because, because
0: what those it. guys were saying led me to believe it would be a tits and ass movie. That's what it, what it would be. Cool, fresh. Like they kept saying that, didn't they? I was like. Ugh. Uh, Um, and she's so cool and she brings so much blah to the screen and uh, you know no so let's uh, not not have that one Uh, last but not least or not last (laughs) Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury Um, take him or leave him yeah he's obviously a pivotal part in Marvel's plan to bring all of their superheroes to the screen not needed in my opinion I mean he's obviously needed in the Avengers but in this no maybe not at all
1: I guess if you look at the whole of it yes he is needed
0: yeah uh, and John Favreau as Happy Hogan um, <laughs> you know
1: funny yeah. yeah drives the car
0: like Michael Caine in Batman <laughs> but kind of funnier yeah 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 but there again you know it's Michael Caine in Batman it's pretty amazing so um, directed by John Favreau same guy who also directed Iron Man is now directing Cowboys and Aliens which is another comic book property about cowboys fighting with aliens.
1: Really? Um,
0: yeah. It, you the, say that
1: to me and everyone else as if we're idiots. Like, and, we couldn't have figured that out. And
0: starring uh, Daniel Craig because Daniel Craig has no James Bond to do. He, um, he's Who's doing, the new guy? There is no more James Bond for the foreseeable future because of MGM's um, demise. So nobody... Actually, James Bond's in limbo the same for another s- several years until some rights thing gets worked out. So, I don't think it'll be Daniel Craig by then, though, do you?
1: I think they should just bring out, start from the beginning and bring him out to the theatre. From Russia with Love and go from there. Yeah. Let everybody see him again. Truly. I mean, off topic, but... They're all amazing. If you said well, for no. a year... Oh, okay. We're gonna... I'd say that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You might have to mm, yeah. eliminate them. <laughs> about the Jimmy is, Dean is one of the ra- most racist things. Uh, oh, I, the other one. Go and get so... my shoe or
0: whatever. What was that one?
1: Bring me my shoes like in the middle of <laughs> well, the
0: middle of. it's awesome but really horrible
1: you're right maybe there are some things bring that, me my shoes plus the way the women are treated is you know harsh and,
0: and Jimmy Dean's sausage guy living at the top of that skyscraper that that one was horrible
1: that one was horrible it felt like
0: like a TV movie from it, it was, was horrible bad. it was
1: bad it was there bad. are some
0: bad moments in James Bond's history we've got to say but True. there are also some awesome moments
1: from Rush With Love I think is my favourite
0: really good. I like Goldfinger. Yeah. And Goldfinger. I, I also like... Finger. I also really have a soft spot for that weird one where they're in that Swiss chalet thing with those weird women in that bunker. What the hell is
1: that one? You mean... George the, Lazenby. Right, the one that he did. I have a yeah, soft spot for that one. Because it's like... He gets his wife. That's the one where he gets married and then she yeah. gets killed and then he has to go undercover. It's got this
0: weird, like, um, dark element. Yeah, it does. And then when the actual mission takes place... It's like Austin Powers Yeah, a lot it's really of the time. goofy and it's weird. Like really weird. I love that one because, like, you don't know how to take it. It's like, oh, this serious. Oh, Austin Powers. Oh, and then serious And again. then he's in this
1: little weird disguise when he's meeting up with the three or four different It's women. awesome. Yeah.
0: Really funny. Like, not supposed to be, but it is. Uh, in fact, you could just say, like, um, Mike Myers just kind of looked at that and said,
1: That's the one. That's
0: how it's supposed to be. Like that. So, um, yeah, off topic a little bit, but...
1: Well, Moonraker might have been also one that Elston Powers... Because that one's really goofy. It is. Like, super goof. And also the one, the blimp, that one with Christopher Walken, that yeah. one's crazy, too. That's um,
0: <laughs> Living Daylights, right? The know. Paris one. I don't know. Yeah, Christopher. Yeah, that is weird. With Gr- Grace... There's some really Grace weird... Grace Jones. Things. Yeah, there's some really weird ones. Grace Slick. Grace Jones. Grace Jones. But, it, uh, yeah, it's a... The, if you've not seen Bond movies, going back, yeah, and yeah, I mean,
1: they're, you're going to get offended sometimes because it's just who knew what they were thinking? Hell, if I know. But overall, as a body of twenty, I think "Go get my movies, shoes"
0: is one of the. My, no,
1: that's not the worst though. No,
0: but it's it sticks in my mind as one of the most hilarious things because I didn't. I, we were watching it, and they were in the swamp. Remember, with that weird, they Something, were walking yeah. through the, and then when he said it to is it the. The he's black a, guy.
1: Yeah, it, it was, was like just, his. It was
0: yeah, manservant.
1: Yes, exactly. That's what it, it was. was very, like, it felt that felt so inappropriate, and then you're just like, oh, That was like they had the a
0: flamethrower on it. It was just weird, and it sticks in my mind. Like it's like, like the rest of the movie's not like. And like, does this all say
1: the gentleman who got the shoes didn't meet with a happy end? No, <laughs> unfortunately,
0: it's really weird. It's weird. Anyway, uh, what I'll was Hollywood it. thinking? Um, also John Favreau um, directed Elf and uh, Maid um, I think you know he's hit and
1: the... Swingers
0: no he didn't direct Swingers he was in Swingers hmm. um he did he write it E Imam Vince Vaughan. I think so he's not a director um he's obviously hit the big time right I mean he's making huge movies now Iron Man Iron Man 2 Cowboys vs Cowboys and Aliens um yeah, I, I think he does a good job. And what I really like is in the extras, that I feel his enthusiasm comes across of what he's doing. Yes,
1: I've said um, they know now that Iron Man and anything that follows is just going to make money every single franchise. time. But it seems like they really do a good job. I mean, anyone can argue it's just throwaway movies. Fair enough. It's just action, adventure, and some of them. Have there's to be. a there's a hint of a message in there if you want to really dig for it because it was in the comics, you know. Like you said, the the rich guy who's kind of torn between privatizing war and privatizing peace, and then there's government. All that's those issues are in there. But as a movie, it's just a eye candy. You popcorn know, you go, movie. you eat the popcorn, you talk about it, you buy the merchandise, you buy the poster, you can't wait for the DVD. So it's a bit of a manipulative thing. But then again, it's really well done. It's, like, really full and satisfying, to me, anyway.
0: And I'm glad Marvel now have their own studio to do... Like, before, they had to do it off... Now they're an actual legitimate... We're Marvel, on our own... You know, make movies, they come out as Marvel. It's not underneath other people's... Because they have got a lot of properties. And I was just going to say, Stan Lee's not going to be around forever. True. well, he was in this one, wasn't he? Yeah. He was, um, Larry King. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, well, that's, that's not really Larry funny. King. Uh, yeah, he's in all. Obviously, he's not going to be able to be in them forever.
1: But to now, he has been. I think they'll find a way. Digitally. Put oh, in. totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: imagine so, yeah. Imagine
1: the first movie after his demise. Yeah. Or his dies or whatever. They're going to stick him in there somehow, digitally. Yeah, yeah in fact, yeah. If they in can. fact, he should be recording stuff now. Just things to, that to say understand. and things to do and different outfits. Yeah, there's an and idea. Like, <laughs> with the green screen behind him yeah. so that whatever movies in the future you want to stick him in, I think I'll send him a note on that. Yeah, everything. Like, every stand, character you've ever I don't mean to be created. grim or, or anything, but you know, you won't be around forever. Every so.
0: character you've ever created, comic book-wise, go and film a couple of lines of you saying yes. something to him or something. <laughs> and then we could just pluck him in. <laughs> All right, so... Um, DVD extras uh, and this is a really good Blu-ray I think and they do go out of the way to make a good Iron Man Blu-ray was really awesome too Um, they go to a really like some we get some big movies where there's just a couple of extras but I feel that Favreau has a good package and and what's really cool about this is the extras are on a second disc and the second disc is a Blu-ray and all the extras are filmed in high definition Mm -hmm. so it's none of that Here's some crappy... Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, quickly, we'll go through. Um, disc one, there's uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. Data Vault, which is an in-depth look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's... um picture uh, What do you call it? Pop-up facts, etc., over the movie. You can watch the movie again with all these pop-up facts. Um, they show you the specs of the suit and stuff, and they're really well done. It's like they... It's not like... It's not just like they pause the action and, and show you the suit. and they, It's actually animated and yeah, everything. Yeah. It zooms around the suit, shows you all the different pieces and labels, everything. It's really, really well done. Um, there's a commentary on the movie by F- John Favreau. And uh, the second disc, which is a Blu-ray special feature disc, which features a ton of stuff. As usual, I think this was one of the... Iron Man was one of the best documentaries we'd seen. Mm-hmm. Fly on the Wall, One and a Half Hours... John Favreau making Iron Man, every aspect of production. Well, that's back again in this movie. Um, the Ultimate Iron Man, four part making of documentary in HD. Um, you know, if you like yeah, that. Yeah, it's really good. They're the best extras for me. And these days, why do they not make them for all kind of produ- big productions like this? Because it's easy, isn't it? You just have a documentary dude on the scene and film, follow the guy around.
1: I guess it depends. You know, a movie set is just a... When you think of it, it's just a workplace, right? And there's going to be people who aren't happy. There are going to be fights. There are going to be moments of aggravation. You don't necessarily want a documentary team, I don't think, wandering around on every... They're not all all happy to be there. They're not all, you know, we're in this together to make a great movie. They can't all be like that. So you don't necessarily want the cameramen standing there filming you bitching out your star for having a zit on their forehead. You know, the, the shit like that I think must happen a lot and so I do understand why they don't necessarily want all the background. And plus, you know, if you're the director, do you really want to take five minutes out of your time every time the documentary guy comes around to ask you a question or say, what are you doing to explain to them? And John Favreau seems like he really wants yeah, he to does. explain yeah, stuff. Yeah. So
0: that's what's good about these
1: Yeah, with he's him. good about it. And Kevin Smith is one of those I think that likes... He's-
0: he seems to make an effort to say like look this is who this is this is what we're doing here today there's even a little feature DJ AM who died last year was it or this year no it was actually this year DJ AM is in the movie and there's a little featurette where he talks about him it's almost like he he goes to say a couple of times that I didn't really know him yeah yeah so I think it was a brief encounter between the two but still felt Felt for him, you know? Um, so yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff on this second disc, including, uh, behind the scenes feature S, deleted scenes, there's actually some cool deleted scenes, an, an alternate opening, which isn't better, but no, it's fun no. to watch, you know? It, not at uh, it's all. Not I'm glad it
1: wasn't on there.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it's a bit too...
1: It starts you off already with a, a weakness point, and yeah. you don't want that. Um...
0: And there is also these little featurettes, the origins of Black Widow, origins of War Machine, etc. So if you do want to know a little bit more about these characters, the producers and people from the movie talk about them a little bit. But uh, the one about Scarlett Johansson's character was a bit off-putting. Yeah. Um,
1: but, yeah, you're right. They don't know what to do with a strong female character.
0: Never. I mean, eventually maybe, but Can not yet. Can think of
1: any movie?
0: What, I mean, you've got fem-
1: the Aeon Flux, and you've got those... were like, That, that got- was crap,
0: too. Like, It yeah. was not good at all. It was, like, um, I mean... She was
1: in a comic book, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, animated show on MTV, actually. Started. Started. Right. Um, and then you've got, like, Miljovic in The Fifth Element was a good one. Yeah. Strong female character,
1: but... But she's not the... It's not, she's not the not star of the show, either. arguably.
0: No, and... No, they just don't... I mean, you could say Lara Croft in Tomb Raider, but I don't think hundred percent they got that movie right either.
1: No, and that's banking a lot on the Angelina Jolie. That's yeah. not just given the character full dues, you know, as a person.
0: No, so that I don't feel any. I don't think like I don't feel like they've done justice because they're they're a lot of the time focused on just what they look like in the tight suits, really. Correct. Which doesn't. Well, it doesn't make the story any better, does it? I mean...
1: Then again, I do know a person who he and I think... Loves a couple of, one. They, That is one of their favorite movies of all it's time. It's
0: hideous. A horrible... Blight on movie. McGee. <laughs> Mac- Mac-
1: Perfect. Mac- Perfect Ballet. way to describe it. A blight on movie. movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um... And then, uh, yeah, finally there's a third disc which features the DVD version of the movie and a digital copy. So, yeah, this is a really loaded release and this is $17. Awesome. And that, you know why, because this is the biggest... I mean, and I love this cover. I mean, we don't... uh, Oh, you should
1: see it in the light. You're just tilting it at me. It's got, like, an embossed Iron Man on it and the light just caught it, right? It looks cool.
0: Yeah, the cover for the uh, Iron Man 2 Blu-ray... Please tell
1: me it's not going to be Iron Man 3D.
0: Uh... Hopefully not. I mean, they would have made two in 3D, wouldn't they? 3D no. was all the rage this year.
1: No, I ran 3D.
0: No, it's possible.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, the cover is really... It's a slipcover cover.
1: Now I'm hot. What do you do to me?
0: Um, you can <laughs> see how much better the artwork looks on the, when it's embossed, is what I'm saying. Yeah. It just looks more dynamic. And it looks like the cover of a comic book, which is what it should look like. So, I think it's a... If you like the Iron Man series... 17 bucks for a Blu-ray, three discs, I think is a good deal. So, And I also, even though I didn't like it as much as the first one, I think they fit together. I'd like to see them back-to-back back again, you know? So um thanks to Paramount for the uh, Blu-ray. And in conclusion, if you're following the Iron Man story, yes. you shouldn't miss
1: it. I think it's a good Saturday night of the movies. Sunday yeah, night of the it's
0: movies. It's also on Blu-ray. Amazing sound, amazing picture. It's like um everything from the... You know, and all the action scenes, it's around you completely. It's like, there's, especially when, amazing part for me, is when all the mechs drop down. Oh, yeah, that was good. It just sounds like like, they're dropping around you. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, So, yeah, there's um, Iron Man 2. If you want to enter a contest, uh, go to the site, aschoolie.com. You can enter a contest. Uh, Next week's review, um, you know, three weeks left in October now, right? I decided we're going with a three-week October. What month is October?
1: The month before my birthday.
0: Yeah, but what happens in October?
1: It, uh, a month left until my birthday.
0: You sound like Tony Stark, <laughs> <as> self-centered.
1: <laughs> I cannot disagree that uh, October is the month that leads up to my birthday.
0: It's a Halloween month. Oh, that. So right. I decided to uh, go with a horror theme for the next three weeks, um, starting with next week. Catwoman.
1: Is... <laughs> That's horrific. Yeah. <laughs> St-
0: starting next week with the um, awesome best horror movie ever in my opinion so you know what we're going to say about this movie The Exorcist yeah uh, Blu-ray version of The Exorcist um, the director's cut which I don't believe I've seen so it's a big deal for me that one because I'm excited it literally is an amazing piece of cinema um, so yeah Exorcist next week um, the week after Splice which is a recent horror movie. And then the week after that, another horror movie which I have yet to... uh, Oh, the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Hmm. So three horror movies. Um,
1: That's the pinnacle? Shouldn't shouldn't The Exorcist be the pinnacle?
0: I just wanted The Exorcist as soon as possible. When I I received it, I was like, oh my God, it's The Exorcist on Blu-ray. I have not seen The Exorcist for maybe five years since I saw it on DVD. I should see it more than I see it. I can't wait to see... I what can't... we
1: watched last year for our Halloween... Did we watch the new...
0: Was it was that the that a Friday the 13th?
1: Was it a year ago when we watched that one with the different... It was like the different vignettes?
0: Oh, it was, yeah. Trick or treat.
1: Uh-huh. Trick
0: or treat. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, Maybe that was we can horrible. find
1: another good one to stick in there. And
0: The Exorcist is the ultimate I one. I agree. So, we'll go for that one. Well, so,
1: man... The Poltergeist pretty much got my, got my guts when I was a kid as well. Yeah. And... Uh, Jaws to me is a horror movie because it, it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid when I watched it originally I feel like
0: seeing The Exorcist next week on the big screen with the surround sound and everything which I don't feel I've experienced it that way ever really we
1: watched it yeah well, on our big screen
0: not on I don't think we split I don't think we had the full on 5.1 I think mm-hmm. it was going to scare the shit out of me again because uh, it's really unnerving that it movie, crawls right?
1: in your brain man Ugh.
0: so uh yeah let's move on uh Movie recommendations this week. Um, These aren't my recommendations based on this week's movie. These are just two movies I've seen recently, so (laughs) I wanted to recommend them.
1: Because here's your thought pattern. I've seen a superhero movie. I'm going to recommend superhero movies. So luckily this time...
0: All movies with Robert Downey Jr. in, which I feel like I've already done. So let me recommend just some completely random movies that I really liked. Um, David Cronenberg's A History of Violence, which I watched yesterday on Netflix. It's freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. I knew I would like it, I just never got around to seeing it. It was nominated for some Oscars. Um, it's, David Cronenberg is one of my favourite directors. He's just, he's got that, it's not David Lynch, but there's something like indie movie about him, yet he makes Hollywood movies. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it, his style is amazing. And in A History of Violence, there's a lot of these David Cronenberg, you know, one of the most famous David Cronenberg movies would be *The Fly*, um, and what he kind of pioneered in that movie was this weird camera work where you get right up on stuff. Well, *The History of Violence* is just a drama, really, and the camera gets right up in where it shouldn't be. It's weird, like, it, and but it's not like not some like
1: tricky, not no.
0: tricky, but you're like wow, this is just an ordinary scene of somebody driving down the road, but look where the camera is. It's right. not where I would expect it to be. I really like that about him. And this movie is... Don't say much about it. I won't I say much it. about it, but I, I usually can get where a movie's going. No idea where this one was going. And where it went, it was very, Don't sexy.
1: D- 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 very sexy. Don't say... Don't tell me anything. Oh.
0: So uh, the second one is um, Exit Through the Gift Shop. Um, have you seen this one yet? No. Nope. Why? Yeah, are you wanted to see this one? It's really good. Uh, you should put it on your laptop and watch it. I should. Um, so this one's um, a documentary that won some awards at the beginning of this year um, about the street artist Banksy from... Well, it is it isn't. it isn't about Banksy, <laughs> but um, if you liked King of Kong, that style of documentary, I think you'll really like this one because... The way King of Kong was based on a true bunch of people. But it, the way King of Kong came across was like a bad guy and a good guy. And it came across like a story. So you, eventually you didn't feel like you was watching a documentary. You felt like you was watching a story. That's how Exit Through the Gift Shop goes. And it's about underground art. Um, not just graffiti. Because most people think underground art is graffiti. No, it's art that you wouldn't expect, you know? Have right. seen some of Banksy's pieces? You know, like the famous... Um, Very few. Have you seen the telephone boxes that he did? No. Like he took telephone boxes, London telephone boxes, cut them in half, and then welded them back together in a weird way so they looked like they were falling over but they were still functional, and then put them back in places in London, you know? Just things like that. Uh, they mean something.
1: Okay.
0: But, uh, yeah, it's... I don't know what you call it, like street art, performance, performance art. Performance art, yeah, definitely. It's really, really I And some argue
1: this movie is just a piece of performance art that's not really... And you know
0: what, that's it. what I like about it. Because it's very, you don't know what's what. And I really like that. You know, because that is what, you know, art is, right? I mean, it's like creating a thing and...
1: Letting people just
0: mull it over. Yeah, like, you will, you will probably never know what, what this is, what this really was... But he presents you with something, and you have to make your mind up about it, which is good. Um, So yeah, uh, Exit Through the Gift Shop, which is available now, and History of Violence is on Netflix.
1: Mine are ones I've recommended in the past, but because I really like the the female women in this movie. The female women, as opposed to the male women. The women characters in this movie, I thought I'd go with them. And the first one is Proof, with Gwyneth Paltrow. Which is her, Anthony Hopkins, she's the daughter, and he's a mathematical genius. It's really, to me, and it's got Prince of, Prince of Persia, I think, in it. Um, it's really, I really enjoyed it. I remember it being funny and not funny, like the, the little discussion of the shampoo with the sister on the stairs. I mean, that kind of stuff is really good. And then the other one is In Good Company with Scarlett Johansson and Dennis Quaid and the dude from the '70s show, that '70s show, and he's from something else famous for as well. He played uh, Venom in Spider-Man.
0: I was going to say he was in a something. superhero movie.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but um, I didn't like him at first. And in fact, the first time I watched In Company, I didn't even think I was going to like it at all. And I've probably watched it twenty times since then. It's on TV or something. I like have that. it. In my It's in the movie folder. And I really love it. It's got Mark Helgenberger, and you know, it's like a, it's. It seems really tame and timid, but when you watch it, I just really enjoy it. And of course, I love the soundtrack. It's one of my favourite of all time.
0: Yeah, it actually was one of the movies where I went and got the soundtrack straight after it. Yeah, Because I liked it, and uh, Garden State was another one where the soundtrack kind of... I was like, well, I have to have that soundtrack, because I loved all that music. You know, it doesn't happen all the time. It's just good.
1: It's a really good, nice movie. I loved it. So there
0: are recommendations for this week. Uh, Games and a schooly stuff. Um, I've been playing some more of Dead Rising 2, which we mentioned last week. Uh, Zombies, killing, still going on. Um, It's a fun game, right?
1: Looks fun.
0: Crazy, um, really over-the-top violent. Fun. Uh, Second game I played this week, and finished this week, and it was a big surprise for me because I was expecting it to be really mediocre because I've been following its progress and eventually it's come out, and that's Enslaved Odyssey to the West which um it 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 it's one of my favorite games of what I've played for a while. It's um what would you say it is? It's it's a story game, isn't it? Um it's a fighting game, Action it's a, adventure. It's a, not really because it's like super linear. It's not like um Zelda or anything where you go and mm. it's like, you know, path A to path B, but it's a platformer. It's a fighting game, it's a shooting game, it's a really cool story. Um, Andy Serkis was heavily involved in the development of the game. He did all the motion capture for the characters um, and it really shows. The motion capture is amazing in that game. Um, it is really good. The cinematography, if you have such a thing in a game, the way the camera is controlled, because it's not up to you. It, they control the camera. Everything looks like a movie is going on. It's. I thought it was... Really good. Uh, only thing I didn't like so much was uh, the conclusion of the yeah, story. Yeah, I didn't either. I felt it was really weak. Mm-hmm. But, on the other hand, um, I mean, it felt like it was taken from everywhere. Like like it wasn't an original idea. Um, and, and it wasn't, because this whole monkey and trip thing is based on a pre-existing Japanese story. But... That ending seemed really... It's like they didn't really mention much about what was going on there and then they just bring it all on you at the end. Right, yeah. And that's how I felt about it. And when the credits were rolling, I was kind of thinking, wow, that was actually kind of a shitty ending for Uh for such a good game because it was excellent the entire way through. Some really good scenes, some crazy bosses you fight. Nothing was extremely hard, so you always had a good time. You were never trying things 50 times. I recommend it. Probably only as a rental though, unfortunately, because it was... How long did it take six hours and I was done, like... Oh, right. Um, But, yeah, I recommend it. Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Unfortunately, it's probably going to get lost under the hundreds of games that are coming out over the next couple of weeks. The big games, like Call of Duty and stuff. I think it might get lost. But in February, when you're, like, scrambling around for a game, pick it up and rent it. It'll be cheap by then, right? Yeah. Um the other game I've been playing this week is on the PC I got it over Steam it's a Medal of Honor beta it's finished now so you can't I can't recommend it to you because it's done but they had a week of um, Medal of Honor multiplayer for everybody to play on the PC Um, I've I've also been playing the single player a little bit but that's another story because that's on the 360 but all I can say is Call of Duty has got nothing to worry about The game's alright as an online shooter. It's good. But, Call of Duty's got everything up on it. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not because I'm a big fan of Call of Duty, because I'll take any shooter, and uh, if it's good, I'll play it, right? And I even said to my friend, it's such a shame Call of Duty comes out in, like, three weeks, because I would have bought Medal of Honor today to play. Like, if we were going to... Because we're looking for a new shooter to play anyway now, right? It's like... We're in a limbo period between the last... We, we're not really playing the last Call of Duty so much because it was came out like a year ago and we've kind of done everything we can do. So we're kind of like, oh, should we get a different shooter? Like, play something. And I was like, what's the point in paying $60? Because in three weeks when Call of Duty comes out, we'll never play that again. You'll just get ditched, right? All right. So don't you think a lot of people will have that same opinion? Because Well,
1: no, because it's going to be a split, isn't it? Like Pepsi, Coke, PlayStation I don't think, Xbox. I think it'll be
0: a real small split, though, because literally... was what I mean,
1: though. The people who want to play that will want to play that, and the people who play Call of Duty... Or Halo. You got Call of Duty and Halo as well. You got the two splits there, right? It
0: crosses over like now, though. Like...
1: Well, then why can't it cross over with Medal of Honor and Call of Duty? I just
0: think the window of time between Medal of Honor and Call of Duty coming out, because they're two huge AAA shooters, is three weeks. And obviously, Call of Duty is amazing, because... They don't miss with Call of Duty. There's something... The formula that they've made with Call of Duty is amazing, right? It's the best shooter on the market. There's is that the
1: one that started out as the army thing? Or is that a different one?
0: No. Call of Duty's been a franchise forever, but... In the last four years, it became... They did something to the multiplayer, which was the carrot on a stick. Mm. Which I told you about. There's some XP, get yeah, a yeah. new gun. It, there's something in that formula... ...that they should never lose and build upon... ...and every year people like me will buy a Call of Duty... ...and now it's become like every November Call of Duty comes out... ...buy it like in fact for me it's become like... ...I don't buy any other shooters around that time... ...because I know what's coming like that's my game... ...which is what they want I guess right? Yeah. So I'll try other shooters but I just know that my game is in November... ...when the big game comes out. So Medal of Honor beta it was cool for this week only for me and that's it I'm done there is an interesting thing that they've done with the multiplayer on um Medal of Honor for the 360 when you buy the disc it comes with a code in the box you have to enter the code to play multiplayer ah like you ha- actually physically have to have that code when you've entered it you can play multiplayer forever but that disc if you give it to somebody else the multiplayer doesn't work right it's interesting it's an interesting way. So out. then
1: you can't sell it as used? No. I mean, you could for well, you can, single but, player.
0: Wait, but you'd have to say, this is worth $20, because it's just the single player, right?
1: Not which a bad in, idea.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? And I think it might be the way things go from now, because of piracy, etc. You know? Yeah. Um, the other game I've been playing this week, and this is the last one, is Comic Jumper, which I told you about. It's like an Xbox Live arcade game. Um, I'm nodding my head. It's very fun. Uh, you're a... So it starts off you're a superhero you're kind of like a do you know the Walmart symbol the smiley face yes. that's what your head looks like so I don't think
1: Walmart invented that so but.
0: you're the smiley face head Captain Smiley you're called with like a Superman kind of body you're a comic book character and the premise of the game is he is in his you play the first level you're in this Captain Smiley adventure and For months and months now, the comic has been dwindling. Like they're they're losing idea; they don't have as many ideas. And you play in this first level, and the the baddies are like robot blonde women with big tits and ass. And it's like everything about the comic has become stale. You know, it's like to try and get readers. We there's even a voice inside his head, which is actually the star on his chest, talks to him, and he'll say things like, you know. Last month's comic didn't sell so well, so the baddies on this month's, so the we're fighting uh, blonde bombshells, and like you know, it's kind of hit this low point. So yeah, at, yeah. The, at the end of this first level, you physically get ripped out of this comic book, and uh, the the camera zooms out of the comic book as you're playing, and it's got a kid reading it in the playground, a video of the, of the kid read. It. It's like a really cool full motion video, and the kid just throws the comic on the floor and grabs the next coolest comic. So then. You, as this Captain Smiley, have to go and appear in all these other people's comics to try and win back your popularity as a character. Right, so right. each level is a different comic, a different popular comic of the time. So, like, the first one is you're in this, like, caveman comic in that... And it's drawn in that caveman 50s kind of style, you know? Nice. So each level is, like, this a different experience because you're, you know going through these different eras and different comic styles and it's really funny like actually hilariously funny the writing in the game is nuts and it's like one of the bad guys is this it's Arnold Schwarzenegger essentially they don't say it's him but it's him um, and he's a bad guy and he's like he's about 400 pounds and he eats chicken and uh, he talks like Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's The guy who owns the the prehistoric level, what you're playing, the actual, you're going through the prehistoric level, fighting the dinosaurs, etc. and then when you come out the other end of it, this is the first level, so I'm not really giving anything away, you come out the end of this first level, and the bad guy's there, and he says... Uh, yeah, did you enjoy fighting all my minions? And the, the captain's like, yeah, it was, it was cool. Like, we had, we had some adventures along the way, saying, yeah, well, this isn't really prehistoric times. This is a mini golf course. And he's like, Captain Put-Put, and he's got, like, mini <laughs> golf. So it turns out, like, he's just this guy who owns this mini golf course. So it turns out these comics that are popular that you're going into, they're maybe not quite as cool as... Right. They've all got this kind of crappiness to them. Right, right. So it... I just want to know where it goes so I've been playing through it it's really fun it's um Xbox Live exclusive Uh, Microsoft Points I think it's $10 um really fun and a really big long game and all voice acted it's not cut corners in any way it's like it feels like a full game you know um so yeah that's next week Medal of Honor comes out and Castlevania I will talk about those but uh, that's it for this week so what have you got?
1: Did you? What was that? What are you asking me?
0: What have you got? What's for dinner? No, um,
1: what have you got <laughs> for a... Uh... What's for dinner? We're going to have a sandwich on the... You know, like Pillsbury, you pop the can and you bake the biscuits or whatever. Well, they have ones out they're called Simple or Plain or something, where they have no f- fructose syrup and it's just dough in a can. So, and the, these are French loaves, so I'm going to try them. Like a
0: vegetarian loaf.
1: No, it's French loaf. What do you mean vegetarian? You mean our sandwiches we will be vegetarian? No, I'm saying is
0: this loaf by a, like a, one of those brands like?
1: No, it's Pillsbury. Oh, okay. It's just that it doesn't have any additives and all that. It's just right, right. A dough in a can. We'll see. Oh, because oh
0: yeah, because they probably do have a lot syrup mm. in them, don't they?
1: Not that it's bad, but it is. These are just a different thing, and uh, they make like a French loaf, and I'm gonna make like mushrooms and onions to go on there, and then this rice. Cheese stuff it's not really cheese that we're gonna. I'm gonna put on. Oh yeah, we've and then heard that some recently. Vegetable smashy stuff. What is proper. that cheese?
0: You should mention it to people.
1: It's a uh, vegan rice cheese. It's, it's really not, it's, it's, not, it's made with no dairy, and it's very specific though. Like I,
0: I actually, my opinion on it is, and I've ate it. It's kind of crappy if you don't melt it. Yeah. If you melt it on a sandwich or whatever. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's very good. It's not cheese.
1: It isn't. But there's a, to...
0: there's a taste to it that adds something to your sandwich.
1: Yeah, creaminess. When you melt it, it has... But, you know, if you're not into cheese alternatives, then you're you're not going to get it. I
0: dig it, though. Um, I dig it. But I ate a raw piece, and it wasn't... I didn't like it. I wouldn't It's a little just bit put... like
1: eating a piece of plastic. And then when you melt it, it's totally different. So. Yeah. Yeah. But it's going to have that on there, and then some vegetable smash, and I've got bulgur that's boil- that's in the boiling water right now. I'll do something with that.
0: Most people probably don't know what bulgur is. Bulgur
1: is like wheat, little wheat things. It's great hard to
0: explain, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Just get you some and make it's it. It's almost, almost like a pilaf. The way B-U-L-G-U-R. Like. Yeah, you make bulgur pilaf. You can put... So I'm going to mix that up with maybe some onion or something. I don't know. And other than that...
0: You had some stories about Germany. That was the...
1: About the place itself, I think, I think, I mean, I've I've mentioned to a lot of people now, people have asked what it was like, what was it like, and you know when you've gone somewhere and it's like a really big deal, and now it's been, what, three weeks between me and the trip, between now and the trip, and it's sort of like otherworldly, like, I don't, it's weird, like, is that, did I go there and I look at my pictures, and I look at my pictures and I think, truly, my favorite stories, my favorite feelings of the whole trip were, the flights with my mom, seven hours and nine hours, and the whole experience of that was awesome. One of my favorite things there, some of the very highlighted moments were: we went to this castle. It's called the Neuschwanstein Castle in um, Bavaria. Some guy was king, and he built this castle, and he was kind of extravagant, and apparently had money problems and whatnot. And then he was con- he was. They said he was mentally. Unstable And then shortly after that He was found dead With the doctor Who said that he was Mentally unstable So it's got like This fantasy castle That he built And it's really luxurious And over the top It's not finished Is and that the, the castle... one That Disney castle is Yeah The Snow White's castle I think is And the one looks on the like ad that looks like is. Yeah I mean they all look alike Really let's be honest yeah. With the little pointy things and pointy so. things
0: Are very specific. See that's the thing
1: The castle does nothing for me I'm standing in a room with a little tour guide, and she's telling us how old everything is. and It's from, like, the 1880s, which isn't that old, really. And it took four, four years for 12 wood carvers to come in and carve this entire room, which is all really intricate, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'm really not impressed with that shit. I'm really not. I look at the craftsmanship, and I think, holy crap, that's awesome. But as a whole, I don't get anything from the castle thing or from tourist attractions, what I remember from the castle was, when we were walking back from the castle to the bus you have to walk up this (laughs) this enormous hill it takes like 25 minutes or longer, I mean it's uphill all the way and it's kind of windy and it was a nice day and everything, but walking with my mother and like looking back every once in a while and she was just kind of like wilted and she's like talking herself through it like I can do this, let's do it, oh god okay Okay, five more minutes, five more minutes. You know, my mom's a very fit person, but it was just, like, I was laughing and taking pictures, and we were talking, and then the lady we were with, who we've discussed previously, was not my favorite, is, like, way ahead of us because she's in such a hurry to get going, you know. But those 30 minutes of walking up that big, massive hill and, like, giggling with my mom and talking about, like, holy shit, if we would have known this, I would have just bought a picture of it or, you know, stuff like that. And then this, the view from on the side of this mountain if you're into that kind of thing, and I'm not normally, but you look out and you just think, this earth is a big place. Like, you see oh, yeah. landscape forever, and it was gorgeous, and waterfalls over here and over there. So that was one of the highlights. The fish market that we went to, which is in Hamburg, that's in North Germany, it's like every Sunday, and it's a big uh, deal.
0: What's the capital of Germany?
1: Uh, I they Different regions Berlin? have different capitals. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. That's a good question. Munich is the capital of um, Bavaria, which is down in the southern part.
0: I'm saying Berlin for Germany. Uh, That's probably completely wrong.
1: Yeah, I don't know, I'll actually. Of the whole country, I don't know. I um, yeah. didn't look into that, but... Another one of the highlights was the fish market, like I said, where we were just walking up and down, my mom and I, and, like, over here you got the... They're, like, you know, some of the stalls, they're just people sitting there and selling their wares, and they look sever- kind of miserable, and it's kind of windy and cold, and, you know, they're selling the same thing they sell every other Sunday at the market. And then these other guys are out there, like, busking their fruit, you know, like, hey, da 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 like, yelling in German about the... And then there'll be a guy across from them selling baskets, and they yell at each other and they throw their baskets and fruit at each other and, like... Right. ...make a show of it and there's people gathered around and, you know... same but any market. Is it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, markets in Britain, they're all like that. People throwing stuff back and forth and crazy... Uh, you know, in the indoor covered markets.
1: Yeah, I don't know. This. Yelling don't, at you. live in a city, so... No, I guess you don't know. No. So that's another thing. I mean, that market... All of that was really fun having a beer in the morning and everything. That market was really good time for my mom and I. We just... We talked to everybody and we sampled candies and looked at funny. That's where I met the. I bought a T-shirt from my nephew and it said uh, Griminal Bolitzai. and some of them just said "Polizei" with the P. And but they didn't have the right size. And the old man could barely speak English, but he says no, not in southern Germany. Like they say, the Griminal Bolitzai with the B. Kind of like the special agent, this will be funnier for you in America, and I mean, that was like his sales pitch. This is a funnier <laughs> one for Americans. I'm like, but nobody knows what it is, so I bought it. I was like, whatever, as he was, so that was really funny. Yeah, yeah, he likes it. It's a green, it's in his closet. Um, and then sitting in the room, like, because we stayed at someone's house and we go upstairs, shut the door, get away from the five dogs, two cats, and the stink of the house. And yeah, I'm over the fact that I may sound ungrateful to the hostess lady who let us stay in her house. I don't give a shit anymore. Because you know what? I can afford my own hotel. So her generosity is not at the cost of my comfort or my mental health. She was a horrible, wretched hostess. A nightmare. That's the way it was. So I'm not grateful to her right. at all. I'm just saying. I'm sure she's a decent human being. But I'm telling you now, she's the. as I reflect, she's like the rudest person. And I think of t- every day moment, every every single moment, there was something rude. And it wasn't German sensibility. You know, people, no, it isn't that at all. This woman is comparative to other people that I know who are totally American, possibly British people, I don't know, you might know, but just a rude, self-absorbed, isolated individual who has no concept of graciousness or hostessing or anything. And I'm like the shittiest hostess. You can't even imagine. I'm not... I'm not great at hostessing, but I'm very experience-oriented, and I want the other person to have a really good time and a good experience the way they want to have it. She's not like that. She
0: wanted
1: you to have an experience, but how she wired. Yes, on demand. So Mom and I would go to the room, and it was just like we were both, she would sit on one side of the room on her, she's up on this fold-out couch, and we both would just go like, ugh. Like, thank God we're out of the... Out of the firing line or whatever for a few hours, and we would sit there and drink beer or drink a glass of wine and watch German TV and talk about how funny it is that we can watch German news, and even though we don't understand anything they're saying... We watched the little news clips, and we watched the attitude and the tone of the piece, and you get it. Like, you totally you watched, know what they're talking you watched about.
0: watched the X Factor in Germany. We did.
1: We watched the German X Factor. Um,
0: See, the X Factor you could watch in any language, because the sing is the singing, right? You know yep. if it's good or bad singing. And
1: they were all singing in English. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <So> <laughs> they were then, all singing in the, yeah, so. when the uh, yeah Yeah, whenever <laughs> uh, Frank Sinatra and, you know... So whenever the judges would talk, it, it didn't matter that they weren't speaking English, because... It was always the same as the British. You could probably even
0: tell what the Simon guy was saying that he was giving them shit.
1: Yeah, because then their little facial expressions would go down. The crowd would boo or they would cheer. You know, so those are some of my funnest moments. To be quite honest with you, times with my mom. And there was another time walking down the the pier of uh, I think we're at the Baltic Sea, and it was really cold and really super windy. Like if you put your arms out enough, it would actually you had to force yourself against the wind. And the thing is, I can say, Cavalier, I went to the Baltic Sea, I saw the Baltic Sea, I saw the North Sea, to some people, like, how could you not think that's a bigger deal? I think it's a cool thing, I've seen it, but I was literally, it was like, we got there... We walked up this pier for half an hour against this really cold wind. My mom and I laughed and talked and I'd pull on her coat and like pretending I'm pulling her along and took pictures of her all. She looked like Kenny from South Park because she had her coat like, (laughs) she had like just her little nose and her eyes poking out. She was freezing. Oh my God. She hates being cold. And it was so freezing cold. And so it was just funny. It was like Uh the funniest time. We get to the end of the pier. Click, click. Take pictures of the daughter of the hostess and the boyfriend. Here's the Baltic Sea. Isn't it beautiful? We're done. Turn around and go back. Because we're on it. We have an agenda. We've got to go to see something else. So it's almost as if I could literally watch someone's YouTube video of it and get the same um, value from seeing the thing itself. But the experience of walking with my mom and laughing about it and, like, just seeing her being so pissed off, first of all, that she's being put in this position to, like, run for her life down this pier against... It was just... Those are the things... I totally remember. And getting to the airport when we were leaving and this feeling of wanting this lady to just leave us, just go kind of thing. And then when she was gone, it was like, woo, now we can have a good time and we're done. You know what I mean? At, like like, the end like of your it.
0: little kids and the parents. Are just yes. Suffocating us.
1: Yes. So the thing, and then oh, we walked around her town, my mom and I did one day just by ourselves. And that was really nice because we'd say hi to the little townspeople as they come out of their houses. Oh, and, yeah, oh, right. <laughs> it's not like, not like a village of people that are one foot tall or anything. I'm just saying, like, it's a really small village, and we're strangers, and I think some people actually came out, and they're, like, sweeping their path or, like, um, walking their dogs and just looking at us, like, who are these? Because it's that small of a place, you know? You don't... It's not a tourist place at all. And we would say, you know... Guten Morgen, and they would kind of smile, and I would say, you know, like, Ich spreche ein bisschen Deutsch, like, very little, and oh, and I'd take pictures of their flowers, or of their garden, or of their house, and they would smile, and went to the little grocery and so store. What,
0: and they were saying to each other, what the fuck are these people taking pictures of yeah. my garden for?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we went in this little garden, flower shop, and... We'd been talking about what we can take in our carry-on bag, or what we can take and check, you know, we're getting, like, flower seeds and some chocolates and stuff like that. And the only person in the flower shop who spoke English was this young woman. She was maybe 20, 25 years old, explaining to us uh, what the clerk was saying. And I said, well, we want to know for sure if we can take these seeds, if we need to put them in the under. Will they take them away? Is there any, do I have to put them? And she goes, oh, I work at customs at the airport, so I can tell you. Oh. They're fine. Just put them in your check bag. And my mom's like, you are kidding me. Because we have been struggling to figure out. You know, We don't, didn't have access to the internet in any free, open capacity so that was just one of those weird moments where we had been talking, what can we take? And the woman said, and I said, "Oh, uh, how long should we get there ahead of time since we're going out of Germany to America? And she said, oh please, 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 try for three hours. I know that sounds like a lot but if you can, it it's so much better to get people into the Concord or whatever it's called there, where you need to be if you have a lot of time. Because the people who are rushing and uh, they're So we got there two and a half hours ahead of time, at her request, or her, you know, suggestion. So it's hard to describe that those are the things that I remember most. There's very isolated. We were on a ferry that went across this thing where we were supposed to see a bunch of seals. I couldn't have have cared any less about the seals, but just riding on the ferry I thought was really awesome. I have some pictures, and we were totally soaking wet because we got really rained on. We went in a lock, you know, where you're on the boat and the water raises up to move you along like in a canal. That was really awesome. Those are the things that I will remember. But I still feel really separated from it because of the... It wasn't pleasurable um, overall. Right. Except to remember and think of those... I have to pick and choose the moments where I was having a good time. Otherwise, I felt really oppressed and I am not good at being oppressed. So... I have lots of pictures on Facebook, if anybody wants to look at my Facebook pictures. So you can look. All nice. right. Oh, that's it. I think that I think I'm think i done with the Germany uh, discussions. Bye. I'm sure people are sick of it right now. No, yeah. Honestly. But I guess it's a lesson to learn. When you go on a big trip, and you expect this big, huge, you know, like it to have... I don't know what people expect. I don't know what I expected. But... My advice is don't go with anyone you don't know really, really well. Don't get yourself in a position where you owe someone because they're allowing you to stay in their home or allowing you to use their vehicle or...
0: oh, you're just trapped because you have no vehicle of your own. And you, like you. Would um,
1: I would rather have been trapped in a hotel in the middle of a city with no vehicle, not speaking the language and not understanding anything and just being left to my own devices than to have... All of the opportunities I did have, but have this controlled, rude, hateful thing all the time. I truly would have. So, you know, just keep that in mind. And if you can afford yourself to pay for your own hotel, pay for your own travel, make all your own arrangements, I think you're better off. Don't go on a tour bus and all that kind of stuff. Just... Well design your own well, if you like that kind of thing. I'm not a huge fan of the tour buses, but we went on four different ones. We went on Munich, Hamburg, Frankfurt, and this nighttime quote unquote romantic <laughs> one of uh where you see the castles up on the mountainside in Bavaria get lit up, you know. Well, it didn't actually turn out that way. It was all in German, so my mother and I knew nothing of what the guy was talking about. And it was just...
0: It lasted for hours, right?
1: It was three hours long instead of one hour long. And the best part was I met this really nice lady. And I got some really cool nighttime photos inside this town in, um, I think it's called Fusen, which is in Bavaria, like a little division. And we saw the Alps, which is really gorgeous. I have loads of pictures of them, and I remember the feeling of looking around and being, like, seeing mountains all around you is awesome. And then I, then my next thought is, but if you live here, it probably isn't. So, you know, uh-huh. what's awesome, really, you know? So, I'm looking forward to my next trip sometime. I don't know where it'll be. You're
0: going somewhere next week, are It's Elizabethan something.
1: Renaissance Festival. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, is that next week? Yeah. If that's net, well, let's let's mention. So next week you might get po- the well, you will get the Exorcist podcast on Saturday. Correct. So yeah, tune in next week on Saturday, not Sunday. Yes, know.
1: Renaissance Festival in Kansas City will be next week with my mother and my niece, which will be fun.
0: And you'll talk about that the week after.
1: Sure. Do you think people really care about my travels? My, yeah. my I think my approach my my perception of things has got to be different than other people because I'm not a glowing traveler. I don't go like. <gasps> The castle was so <laughs> awesome. I go well, like... Well, it's always good to
0: have different opinions. E- opening their food
1: on the airplane and us looking at each other and saying like, do you think this is going to taste like shit or do you think it's going to be good? Those are moments that I think are the funnest, like the most exciting. I like
0: airline food. It's always been I good. I did too.
1: It was really fun. It was always good. The bread was a little too hard and the pasta was a little overcooked and it was all... It's just like a, a microwave little, dinner. Yeah, but exactly. But I'm like, I'm... How many... I'm flying on a machine going through the air eating food that's been watching a movie drawing a picture and i'm going to a country halfway around the world that that's amazing to me that stuff amazes me about travel like a bird so i appreciate that kind of stuff and the the destination isn't always the most important thing that is true in life and that is true for travel in my opinion
0: okay so there's your um, tip for this (laughs) for this show (laughs) Uh, I better. We better wrap it up now. We're on one hour and 30 minutes. Excellent. Uh, all right. So thanks for listening to the show. I want to remind you about our website. It's ascoly.com, com. You can also catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube. Anywhere else I've forgotten? No. Uh, you can also catch this podcast on the Zune Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store, if you're an Apple person. And you can also just go to com, click on the word podcast and all the RSS um, feed details are there you can just subscribe or listen to it on the page so you don't have to you can do that on your iPhone or anything so um, you can also email feedback to me at a ascoli at ascoli.com. don't email sit talk as you know by now after 142 times of me telling you and uh, you can yeah I you can <laughs> sure. and and uh, stay classy I was going to say Mickey Rock Hmm.
1: because
0: it was a pretty classy performance I think so
1: I agree and I'm going to say think for yourself because if you don't someone will do it for you